Hey, everybody. I said, hey, everybody. Y'all ready? It's a new season. The season four revival is here, disciples. Run and tell somebody. <laughs> Welcome to the fellowship. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the fellowship. I'm so excited. Welcome to the fellowship. Doors of the fellowship are open. Listen. Welcome to the fellowship. This your first time. Welcome to the fellowship. You've been here before. Welcome to the fellowship. Kick back, relax. Welcome to the fellowship. The streets is popping. Challenge on the floor. The streets is popping. Prayer request the praise for. The streets is popping. Listen. Shout out to the ears, readers, ears of the word. Now check out this new sneak peek, y'all. <laughs> All right, y'all. Y'all settle down. Now who's ready to go forth, be great in God, and walk in your purpose? Amen. Amen. Let's show love. Come on, y'all. Show some love to our visitors. Amen. 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 On behalf of Pastor R.M. Pittman, that's the pastor of the church, God called me. Uh, at the New Prosperity Church, we thank you for choosing our church today. It was 3,000 churches in Southeast. Michigan, you could have went to, but you chose the baddest one to come worship here today. New Prosperity, stand up on your feet and say, hey, y'all. That's how we love around here. Amen, amen. Now, as we go forth and worship brothers and sisters and we didn't kick the devil out, that means it should be nobody, nothing, but everybody standing on their feet to give God some praise. Stand up, watch this reverence coming after we done, but we about to have a song from the baddest choir in the land. Come on, stand up on your feet and give God a loud hand clap for the music ministry of the New Prosperity Church.
Neither were instruments of music brought before him, and his sleep went from him. Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste unto the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king spake and said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God, whom thou servest continually, able to deliver thee from the lions? Then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. My God hath sent his angels and hath shut the lion's mouth, that they have not hurt me. For as much as before him innocency was found in me, and also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. Then was the king exceeding glad for him, and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no matter of hurt was found upon him, because he believed in his God. And the king commanded, and they brought those men which had accused Daniel, and they cast them into the den of lions. Them, their children, and their wives, and the lions had the mastery of them, and break all their bones in pieces, or ever they came at the bottom of the den. Then King Darius wrote unto all people, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, Peace be multiplied unto you. I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. Yes. For he is the living God. And steadfast forever and his kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed. And his dominion shall be even unto the end. He delivereth and rescueth. And he worketh signs and wonders in heaven and in earth, who had delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. So this Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus, the Persian. Let he who have an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto this church. You may have your seats in the presence of the Lord. I tag this Signed, sealed, and delivered. Hashtag, what is your purpose? <sighs> when you Google purpose, it gives you this long, drawn-out definition that is quite confusing. But basically, what it says is purpose is the reason why something exists. Now, when you search the scriptures like the Christian's supposed to do, it's specifically in this text. In verse 17, purpose means the Aramaic word say food, which means the matter of determination. I know what y'all thinking. Where Aramaic come from? I thought the Bible was only written in Hebrew and Greek. Well, you're partially right. But Daniel is the only book of the Bible that has chapters right in the middle that are written in his native tongue of Aramaic. Yeah. So that lets you know, number one bonus point, no matter how high God take you, don't forget where you came from. He never forgot his roots. But see, I'll give you Hebrew, because you like that, Pastor. The Hebrew equivalent is Sevah. It means to will without hindrance and it's of God. You find yourself 
in the middle of purpose, when your determination aligns up with God's will. That's the only way you will reach the full potential of your purpose. Let me warn you, it's also dangerous when you're out of the wheel. But we'll get that later on. Now listen, when you find yourself in the middle, many of the pur purpose pushers, <sighs> we have slightly manipulative people. We have convinced them that purpose is always pretty. We have convinced them just because every Sunday we look like we stepped off the cover of GQ, you know God's qualified, that they think that purpose never has problems. Well, I don't know who lied to you, but I came to tell you the truth. When you sign up for purpose, you sign up for the good, the bad, and the ugly. Purpose is not always pretty. Purpose sometimes feels lonely. Purpose sometimes leads you in a dark place in a den. Yeah. What do you do when you're trying to pursue purpose and all you see around you are problems? Yeah. When you're in purpose and you're walking according to the purpose, you just have to trust God and his will. Sometimes we try to control everything. Well, we think we have control because we may have titles and a little bit of authority. But when it comes to God, your title don't matter. Your authority don't matter. He's God over everything yeah. and everybody. And if it's in his will that it shall be done, then it shall. But if it's not in his will, then it won't be done. Perfect example, you may be determined to win the mega millions. But no matter how many tickets you buy, if it's not in his will, you just increasing somebody else's jackpot. You have to ask God if it be yeah. in your will. Yeah. But what do you do, purpose pushes? When you're pushing and pursuing purpose, and then your purpose involves a kidnapping, assassination attempts, watching your friends in a hot situation, defending the word of God while still overcoming generational pride. Yeah. I'm already in your Bible. Yeah. I'm just talking about Daniel. Yeah. Because many people only see the part of how he was in the den in chapter 6. They didn't check the receipts. You got to know about Daniel. Yeah. This is not his first go round with the adversary. I'll prove it. When you pursue purpose, please pursue it. I did not come to tell you not to pursue it just because it's going to be difficult. Listen, with purpose, yes, there will be problems, but God also provides promise. Mm, see that factor. Chapter 1. Daniel and the three Hebrew were kidnapped, taken out of their land and sent to Babylon. That wasn't the problem. The problem came when the king told them that they needed to defile their bodies. The purpose came when Daniel stood before the king and said, we're not going to eat that meat. We are going to do what God said. See, the promise came that after upon examination, they were found more worthy than the ones that accepted the king's meal. Wow. Chapter 2. 
Maybe had a dream. But unlike Martin Luther King, he couldn't remember not a thing. He didn't know what he dreamed, who was in it, or if they were even unified in the dream. So he called a business meeting with his spiritual advisors. With his spiritual advisors. He said, tell me what I dreamed. These spiritual advisors said, it is impossible for anyone to tell you what you dream when you don't even remember what you dream. Nobody on earth can even interpret the dream. Purpose came. And it's something that even though Daniel wasn't invited to the meeting, because of his purpose, he qualified for the punishment. He was a spiritual advisor because he was a prophet and he believed in God. Yeah. He had been kidnapped by Nebi and now he's still in bondage, but yet he's forced to use his gift from God to help his enemy. Yeah. What do you do when your purpose says to forget what the enemy did to you and still do what God said? Forget how they despitefully use you. You still got to pray and love Something. There are some times in purpose you 
purpose, you are never alone in the spirit. For the Bible says he will never leave you, yeah. nor forsake yeah. you. He will never yeah. leave you. He'll be with you unto the end. You got to remember who God is and what he's done, even if you're in the fire or in a dark den. No matter your outer situation, God is in control. Yeah. Lastly, he had to deal with generational pride. Never he back. He had another dream. Daniel interprets the dream. It's a dream of a warning of what will happen to his kingdom and the other ones next. He, God gave him a year to get his mind right. To do exactly what God has said. God gave him a year to get his mind right. And to do exactly what he said. He gave him a year. And he still didn't hear it. So after he didn't do it, that very instant, Nebi lost his mind. He went insane. He was confused because the Lord given and the Lord would take yeah. it away. Yeah. Just like we declare that he has us closed in our right mind, he'll confuse your mind if you cause him confusion in the kingdom. Because it's kingdom over everything. So after he went from a royal king to laying down in the mud with the pigs, he humbled himself and then he came to himself. He realized that God is in control. Although he was in control of 50, 11 kingdoms, God is in control. God controls everything and everybody. And if he wants to bless you, then he will. And if he wants to test you, then he will. All you gotta do is just trust him. So now after he tells Nebi, he's like, yeah, okay, I paint myself. I'm going to glorify and magnify God. Problem is his son, Belshazzar, he wasn't as humble as his dad. He had a generational pride. Yeah. Uh, he, in fact, had a house party. I mean, they was turned up real good. Yeah. I mean, Sunday through Monday through Tuesday, it was hot up in the free meat back of the okay. Listen to me. He was having a whole party, invited all of his friends. They were drinking, they were doing yeah. Y'all been to gay parties. They were there. And he was taking the glory from God. Let me tell you, that's real dangerous to take God's glory. It's real dangerous not to give God his credit. It's real dangerous when you don't say thank you, when you have no idea the fiery darts that he has extinguished. So he didn't believe, and then suddenly as they were cranked up, it was like it was the early 2000s, and Destiny Child had rolled through, and the writing was on the wall. Out of nowhere, he came ahead. It was writing on the wall. Read your Bible. This dude, the hand came, it was writing. It wrote a language that they could not understand. But you know who could? Daniel. He came and interpreted. It was a warning as well. Heed the warning. You running out of time. Heed the warning. You ain't doing what God said. Heed the warning because time is up. He was so excited that Daniel could interpret the, the writing that he did not listen to what the writing meant. All he did was like, good job, Daniel. Take some holy roads. Take this and I'll make you third in command. Disobedience has punishment. Because he did not surrender, because he did not humble himself, because he did not obey what God said, that very night he was assassinated. 
See, back in those days, we had immediate punishment. Yep. God done sent Jesus and gave us grace and mercy, and we still don't ask for forgiveness for the things that we know that we have done. You better thank God for Jesus, because if God gave us what he really should, it wouldn't be nobody in this church, because all have sinned and fallen short of his glory. God's 
will. We walk in and our purpose, and purpose shall be fulfilled. So these men, the 120 princes and the two presidents, I want to set it right. 120 princes and two presidents decided to get together, talk to the king, tell him they're going to make a decree for 30 days, and then if anybody prays to anyone except for the king, then they should be thrown in the lion's den. Daddy knew that it was signed. He went and prayed three times with his window open. Because when you are a true soldier of God, you ain't got to switch up your relationship. You ain't got to do nothing new just because the enemy see you. You keep your relationship as it is. Because sometimes you got to look at the enemy flat foot in the face and say like Bernie Mac, go ahead and bust a move. Because I know that my God has all power. It does not matter what they plot against you. While they plotting, God is planning. He had a time such as this. He knew that they would come for you. And so he protected you before it ever yeah. was. Yeah. We're talking about purpose. Yeah. And it will be fulfilled. Yeah. So now these people, they decide to do that. The king, he's so flattered with, oh, king live forever. He just signs the contract. He didn't even read the small print. He didn't know that they were setting him up for failure. Ain't it something when somebody come to you flattering after the fact? They didn't invite you to the first meeting, but they invite you to the second one when they need your vote. Then you have to declare, like, what is going on? Don't get caught up in the middle of things. I tell people the same thing when they come to me for stuff. I surrender to my proper protocol. If you want to know what the proper protocol of this house is, first there's God, then there's pastor. That's it. That's the protocol. Repeat after me. There's God, and then there's pastor. Just because I don't want no misunderstanding. I don't want y'all to be out of order like they was. See, it wasn't their job to have any meeting about Daniel, and it definitely wasn't their job to have a meeting about no God. So they were out of order. You don't want to be out of order with God. You don't want to be against what God has said. The king already determined that out of the three, Daniel was the greatest. And Daniel was not even at the meeting. They had an unauthorized meeting. Why wasn't the, the king there? Why wasn't the pastor there? Why wasn't the chairman or the deacon board there? You know, Daniel was not there, but they said all the presidents of the kingdom. That was a lie. So not only are they out of order, but they some liars too. You have to discern what is the truth. And the king forgot his own protocol. Because they shouldn't have met without him. He signs the thing. Daniel finds out. He sets it up. He was innocent but an instigator. And then he gets thrown into the den. You think that's the end of the story? The king is all distraught. He tried to find a way to get him out. But he could not. He had another sleepless night. He comes to the rock. He cries to it. Daniel, is you okay? Daniel said, yes, I am. Then he was mad. He threw the other people in. They got hit up by the lions. Then he made the decree that Daniel God is the one true God. That's your synopsis in faith. Now let's back up to the sign sealed delivered. We already discussed the sign where he signed the decree that he did not read at all. They had the meeting. Now I just need to point out one extra thing about these men. Because they were assembling. We always say, for sake not the assembly 
of yourselves together. This ain't the same as assembly because it didn't have the same purpose. See, the difference between assembling with purpose is if you have ulterior motives. See, they were assembling, and that was out of order, and their assembly was full of confusion. So they confused everybody by being loud. They weren't making a joyful noise, they was just making noise. And so anyone who's ever overstimulated by noise, you just be like, okay, okay, do whatever. Just so they can get out of your face. And he got caught up. Like some of us get caught up. We be so tired of certain people calling us, we just answer the phone. The next thing you know, you done made a trip on the east side. You done came to a house you don't know where you're supposed to be. And then they done set you up for a trap. You got to read the small print. Don't go along with everything. You still have to discern your circle. And this is a beef within leadership. So only leadership can handle the issue. So now, as we say, we have number 17. And it's sealed. Anybody claustrophobic? You ever been in a room and suddenly it seals? It becomes dark? You by yourself? And all you hear is, you in a den? I've been locked in this church a many a time. When the lights is off and you by yourself, there's a whole other atmosphere. Uh, I know that God is with me, that I'm never alone. But sometimes when you're surrounded by darkness, you cannot see the light. And so you're distracted by the atmosphere of the den. I came to declare, do not be distracted by the atmosphere of the den. Because the atmosphere don't matter when you serve the God that controls the atmosphere. He can change it. Because when they meant the evil, God can turn around for your good. So he seals it up. He puts a rock on it. He seals the den and he put a rock on it. Not only just anywhere, but in the mouth of the den. I'll say it again because you can catch it in a minute. He sealed the den and they put a rock on it. They put the rock on the mouth of the den. Check the prophetic. They sealed the den and they put a rock on it. See, you're so used to, if you won't praise him, the very rocks will cry out. But there's another scripture that says Jesus is the chief cornerstone. There's another scripture that says he's the rock of my salvation. They thought that they had him, but they messed up when they put on the rock. Uh, So the rock is there. (laughs) Sealed it with the signet of his Lord's that the purpose might not be changed. Sometimes no matter how much you want it to change, it's not going to change. Because God doesn't want the situation to change, but he wants you to change. He wants you to change your perspective of things. He wants you to focus on your faith and not on your fear. He wants you to focus on the promises he's made instead of the predicament the enemy put you in. Focus on the right thing. 
Don't be distracted by the den. So he's sealed up. They sealed it tight with the rock. Uh, but here's the thing. They also messed up because they said they could only find fault in his God and his relationship. How can someone with no relationship test me and my relationship? They had not read no scripture. They didn't read no Bible. They didn't even get to hear the rundown of the first five chapters that I just did. They did not know exactly who Daniel was. And they did not know about his God. Funny how the enemy think that he can play you. Yeah. Wow. The enemy think that he got you cornered. He think that, yeah, the fire is hot, but he forgot that God will step in with you. You have to remember, you are not alone. No matter what your den is, God is there. We need to praise God that he has never left us. People have left us. So now, Darius has another sleepless night. Bear witness, this is second night of insomnia. He didn't sleep. He didn't have no music. The musicians got set down. He didn't want to hear nothing because he was worried about how he got in the middle of this assassination attempt. He realized the underlay for the overplay. He realized that they had got him wrapped up and tied up and it wasn't in Jesus. He realized that they had got him in a fix. And so he knew from his own understanding, you know, if you were thrown in the lion's den, you can ask Henry and Roy, even the most tame lion will turn on you. So the king was worried about his friend. He paced all night. He paced all night. You ever been caught in the middle of something and you just can't sleep at night? Because you know that you're an accessory after the fact and you hope that God don't come through and give you your proper punishment. You can't sleep. You can't eat. You don't want to talk to nobody but Jesus. You like, Lord Jesus, I'm so sorry that I listened to them folks. I know they was good all up and night and night. Deliver thee. Yeah. 
Now he ain't lost sleep. He out of his mind. He ain't rested 48 hours. The same situation, but different mindset. So he goes and says, Did God do it? Daniel is your dad or is your dad? But even in his confused mind, he still spoke to the rock. The problem was not the question of if he did. Because we're distracted by the question, because it seems like doubt. But it's actually a statement of faith. Because he never would have asked the question if he didn't think there was a chance that Daniel was alive. We have to focus and transcend our way of thinking. I thought this was a statement of doubt, but it actually was a statement of faith. He's like, Daniel, did God do it? And Daniel says, okay, live forever. The same phrase that was used to get him wrapped up in that mess is the same phrase that God used to make him bear witness to a miracle. Oh, king, live forever. Then Daniel tells him what happened. My God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth and they heard it. I was found innocent before God and I'm innocent before you. Okay. King was so astonished and glad he unsealed the tomb. He told them, go ahead and get him up out of there. Because I want to see what God has done. See, it's one thing when people testify and you hear about what God yeah. has done. But then it's another thing when you bear witness yeah. by living it and they can see what God has done. Some people got to see what God is doing in your life. Some people got to see that you will bless the Lord at all times. Some people got to see, even though they know your business, they don't know how deep you are in with God's business. Somebody got to see that you will praise Him through your predicament. It doesn't matter what thing you in. Oh my God. Now listen, I, I got to give you a bonus point because you pointed something out that I didn't see before in a text. So I had to reread this testimony of Daniel. He says, my God has sent his angel and has shut the lion's mouth that they have not hurt me. For as much as before me, innocency was found in me and also before thee, O king. Now what got him into the situation was an unauthorized business meeting. But what got him out of this situation was authorized yeah. as me. Wow. See, it's a question that I had to ask the text in order to get to that answer. Look. And because I know my protocol, Pastor, can I ask the question? Ask the question. <laughs> now, thank you for signing up without reading the fine print. Listen, this question has the potential to set the city on fire. Pastor sitting here like, what did I just agree to? You having a Darius moment, ain't you? But listen, you know I'm not going to get out of order. This question, I have witnessed when it is asked, it has the potential to make a trustee call a, a preacher a liar. Some of y'all are like, what's this question? What question could you ask that could send this entire sanctuary into an uproar? The question is simple. So, how about them lions? Is it too soon to ask about lions? 
Is it too soon to ask about lions? Is it too soon to ask about the lions? See, that's your problem. Did you know that a group of lions is called a pride? What happens when the pride has no pride? When it does not believe in itself? When it does not believe that no matter how dark the situation first draft print, God can bring you back from anything? How about the lions? It ain't too soon to talk about the lions. Somebody needs to be talking to the lions. This is a preaching possibility about them lions. They could have had a Darius moment too. So excited to be the first round draft pick that you ain't read your own contract. You hired some people, the two other presidents, to read it and to settle your accounts. And when they came to you like, listen, we need to tell you about that gambling thing. You're like, nah, we just don't, they just be in an establishment that they miss. Also on social media, you have to read the fine print. You cannot trust someone else just because you hired them to do the job. That don't mean that they don't do the job. You got to read it for your own self. I know some of y'all are like, I would never be in a situation like that. I read everything, all terms and conditions. No, you don't. Facebook. When you sign up for Facebook, you get the permission to your microphone, your camera, your location, and any personal information that is saved on your phone. That's why when you talk to your friend about something, then later on Facebook, there's advertisements about that thing. No conspiracy theory. It's just a fact. Who can read the small print? And that is in your public service announcement. <laughs> You can read everything before you sign it. I love y'all, Lions, because I still got faith that if you trust in the Lord, you can get to the Super Bowl the same year we got the draft. Who got radical faith like that? There's only a few of y'all, so if they invite me, that's who's coming with me. Amen. I speak what I expect. <laughs> so now we have the meeting of the three lions. The lions of the jungle. You know, lions are supposed to rule and have dominion, but these lions are not within their purpose. They are also in prison, captured by King Darius. What do you do when you're surrounded by a bunch of people that's not walking in their purpose? Don't want to hear nothing about purpose. So deep down that they ain't achieved it, that they're not willing to turn their way of thinking and trusting God to get there. It's never too late for you to walk in your purpose. Yeah. It's never too late for you to answer your call. It's never too late for you to be the preacher God said for you to be. It's never too late for you to make the choice of noise on the drums and in the pulpit. It's never too late for you to answer your call. <laughs> let he who have an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit said unto the church. So these lions were not in their purpose. There's a second lion. I love you. There's a second lion. And his name is Daniel. You have to remember Daniel was from Judah. And the symbol of Judah is a lion. So I preach in possibility when they see Daniel step in the room, real lions recognize real lions. They didn't see an enemy. They saw a comrade. Because right now he's still in the den right 
One in purpose, one not a purpose. I know y'all like, where did everybody in that? Somebody asked that. I heard you in the spirit. What a third line at? When Daniel says, my God has sent his angel. Last time God's angel made an appearance was in chapter 3 in the fiery furnace. When Daniel observed and reported, he knew that if he could set in for three that came with him, that he would also set in for him. Maybe that's your testimony and point of encouragement. Because he did it for somebody else, he can do it for you. It doesn't matter that their situation is a fiery furnace. God will send the same angel to step in the den with you. It doesn't matter what the den is. Your purpose will be fulfilled. So that was the third line. King of kings. Lord of lords. He's the king of everything. Including the king of the jungle. No matter how many times you sing the Kula Matata, Jesus is still the Lion King. And not only is he the Lion King, but he's also the Lion Tamer. He said, my God has sent his angel and has shut the lion's mouth. Some people just talk a lot. They bark, but no bite. Because uh, even though he shut their mouth, it didn't stop their paws. But some people, all they can do is talk, but they can't really put them up. Listen, sometimes you will stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Sometimes you will see that God steps in and he will shut the enemy down. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a witness. God can do anything. He can reach you anywhere. He can stop anything. He can stop anybody. All you have to do is be obedient to him and trust in his word. Now that he's delivered, last point, he's been delivered from the den. Darius bears witness that ain't no hurt on him. And so he adds in an extra punishment. He was so glad that his homie Danny was out that he was like, go and bring them that accused him. You gotta be careful about accusing God's people. Because when God has his hand on somebody, he'll put them hands on you. You have to understand. See, they didn't really touch my, my anointing and do my prophecy no harm. All they knew this that raggedy slave boy from Judah and he in charge of us and we should be in charge of him. So the real one in charge Darius says get them and throw them in. Not only them but their children and their wives. Heed the warning. When you are out of the will of God just like when you in the will your blessings go to your family when you out the wheel, your punishment can go to your family. Yeah. What did the kids have to do with it? What did the wives have to do with it? Now, but them heads of households, they covered everybody. And if they were out of the wheel, so were they. You better check your family and say, y'all in the wheel of God? Y'all in the wheel of God? All right. I ain't going down for nobody. Do you hear me? So, he cast them in, they're eaten up. Here's the difference of when you're in a den and you're in God's will and when you're in a den 
and you're out of God's will. I love music. Y'all know this. But this is one of the greatest verses I have ever seen. Daniel went in and survived the whole night. Yeah. All of them went in and couldn't survive the last step. When you are in the will of God, you can be in a dark situation, surrounded by the enemy, can't see no light, and God will cover you. But when you out that way, and you be in that same situation, see, that's why everybody can't handle your purpose. They may want your title, but purpose come with that. So you got to warn them. You got to be in the wheel and fully aligned. So now that they have been eaten up, <laughs> done, done, final meal, can you imagine what Jesus said to them, to the lions? Because there's nothing wrong with being a lion. You just have to understand who and what to devour. You can't devour everybody. You have to listen and obey God. I can imagine he's like, just don't eat this lion. If you could fast for one night, lion. If you could not eat this one lonely lion. If you could just listen to the kingdom, all lions. I will give you a feast that you couldn't even imagine. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine how excited they were yeah. every time they came to that bottom step? They're like, oh, we got wing things. It's the children. Oh, here come the wives. Here come those men. They had a feast, the mastery of them. Nothing was left of them. Entire bloodline gone. Lord, I pray that we all remain in your will. And that we be the ones that you cover and protect. Even if we're surrounded by our enemies. Before I leave, I want to declare to you the same thing that Darius did. So that you leave out here knowing the God that you serve. Verse 28, it says. <laughs> it starts a little earlier. Verse 26. Take this home with you. Speak it over your life and your family. Over every situation from this point on, you better declare the God of Daniel. It says, I make a decree. That in every dominion of my kingdom, men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. Yes. For he is the living God. And steadfast forever. And his kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed. And his dominion shall be even unto the end. He delivereth and rescueth. And he worketh signs and wonders in heaven and in earth. Who have delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. You can prosper just like Daniel. He can tame your lions and he can cool your fire. There's nothing too hard for God if you would only believe. And if you believe that God is who he said he is. Stand up and make a joyful noise unto the Lord. No matter what your being is, God will make a way. We thank the Lord of God for all that He has done. This is the time where God wants to deliver somebody. He wants to deliver us from our own selves, deliver us from sin. The doors of the church are open. Just like He unsealed the den, He's opening the doors for us. Open your heart and receive.
for it tells us in Romans if we would confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that God had raised Jesus from the dead thou shalt be saved who wants to be saved on today this is your moment to give God the glory help him unseal you so that you can be victorious. Give your life to him. For he has given his only begotten son for each and every one of you. You deserve to be a part of his kingdom. A part of his plot. And to be declared his people. Is there one? Glory to God.
journey in the kingdom. Amen. Let us pray over these two. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for the two that bear witness that you are who you said you are. Father God, we thank you for sending them this way. We ask right now that you put a hedge of protection around them, that you block any distraction, and mute any naysayers, cover them everywhere they go, send them good godly connections that will keep them connected to the kingdom, that will keep them studying and rightly dividing the word of truth. God, I ask that the leadership will stand up and embrace them as another in the village. God, we ask right now, if there's anything they need, anything not forgotten, that you will supply all of their needs. All these things we ask in your son Jesus' name. Let the church say amen and praise God. Amen. We can follow our business, our business, our village ambassador. Say hey, village ambassador. Amen. Our village ambassador. So that's who we get our information. Let's give God some praise for Pastor. Hey everybody, I want you to know that I still want them prayer requests and them praise reports. Send them in whatever platform you're listening in. You can always reach out to the show. You can answer a poll and a question. You can also email me at evangelistandy at gmail.com. Also, if you like this podcast, you want to support this podcast and you don't know how, head over to Pinterest and check out the Pinterest boutique for Street Disciples with Reverend Andy. There you will see plenty of pictures of things that we have and offer in the boutique. And you click on the link in the picture and it'll send you straight to the website where you can purchase and you can explore because we do have encourage yourself the 31 day motivational journal in there we have coffee mugs sweatshirts t-shirts and also we have left hand designs that is my personal design business and we offer all kind of things centerpieces as well as flower arrangements and more so check us out if you are a street disciple and you would like to be an ambassador in the boutique please reach out to me whatever avenue or head over to facebook to street disciples with reverend andy and find the like page like it <laughs> listen i got to tell you how to be a doer like it and share it with somebody but also inbox me let me know what organization you're with what events you have coming up what merchandise it is that you have and we can see if this is something that would benefit the kingdom okay I love you all so much. Go forth, be great in God, walk in your purpose, and turn on that subscribe and follow button for your next notification for the next episode.